the, the real origin of the word Halloween is Hallow's Eve, Eve of the Feast of All the Saints. The devil wants ugliness, uh, and that's why we have you know, so, so many sinister characters popping up during Halloween. But uh, talking about beauty, we have biblical characters, we have heroes, we have saints, we have prophets, we have all kinds of treasures that we easily can celebrate mm -hmm. as beauty. The devil is a destructor. The devil didn't create anything. No. The whole world has been created by God himself. He's the, the one who is in control of everything. Now the devil wants to um, destroy this idea in our minds and he wants to put himself in the place of God. Right. I remember hearing an exorcist speaking. He was like, when someone becomes super interested in the horror films, in the, in the Ouija boards, in the superstitions, it's like you getting a flare gun and firing a flare into the spiritual world saying, I'm interested, <laughs> I'm here. come on here. I'm sorry. <laughs> so how do we uh, guide our audience or give ideas to our audience who have families and everything else? Because we cannot be also culturally isolated, right? We cannot just live in a ghetto, no? And we tell, oh, everybody's celebrating and we know we are the Catholics. We're the no, no, no. And this is not the way the church you know, teaches us how to be. But I think that we can actually take some advantage from the images that you get in Halloween of the hideous, of the ghoulish, of the ugly, of the hideous, to allow ourselves to say, is this what you want? It's a very narrow vision to just emphasize on the occult, on, on, on the devil. I mean, parents, right, instead of guiding their children, they actually forget that and just go with the flow. It's a wonderful opportunity to help the, each one of us, to help all the children to be able to write their own story. Welcome to Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. Salve Maria, then. Welcome to this new episode of Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. I start by uh, introducing or just presenting our, our, habitual, <laughs> our habitual members here in the, in the podcast, Father Arthur, Salve Maria. Salve Maria, everyone. Father Arthur, you know, is the superior of the Heralds of the Gospel here in Canada, Brother Justin Bonian, Salve Maria. Salve Maria, everyone. And today we come together because we wanted to talk about, uh, well, something that is happening uh, next weekend as this program is recorded, which is Halloween. And for many, many Catholics, Halloween is a source of distress for many parents, Perplection. right? Perplexion, <laughs> problems, <laughs> issues. There is a, a trend in the Catholic world where everybody wants to actually point out at the negative things of Halloween, which is plenty, you know, especially you know, in the cultural cultural wars that you know oh, yeah. Catholics are always involved. We're always losing those those cultural wars, no? And unfortunately, well, we find ourselves in a problem, no? So, Father, he, we wanted, no, first of all, yes, to go to explain to our, our audience why Halloween uh, has what roots and sources that are not for Catholics. But at the same time, we can propose parents, people, uh, to, to, to guide their families and to actually reclaim their old days, their old, old souls' uh, days. Precisely. The, the real origin of the word Halloween is Hallow's Eve. The Eve of, of something holy. Hallow means holy. So it's the Eve of the Feast of All the Saints. The church had a tridium, actually. It's called the, the tridium for the dead, you know. It's the eve of, um, of, of All Saints, which is uh, the 31st of October. Then you have the 1st of November, which is um, All Saints, properly uh, speaking. And then the 2nd of November, which is All Souls, those who are, are dead, but unfortunately we are not sure if they are in heaven, so we're going to pray for them. So first we pray uh, to the saints, for the saints to pray for us, and then we pray for those who are, are in purgatory. We pray for them in order to take them out of purgatory and bring them to heaven. That's the real, that's the real Halloween. That's the real, um, the real thing. Now, this has been um, 
development has evolved, has hijacked actually. It's hijacked, right? But by 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 the, by the world, by by all type of cultures, etc. And the modern culture today has created has created a different type of Halloween, completely different. Has nothing to do with the real Halloween, but still has to do with souls, with yes. spirits. But in that line, brother Justin, for instance, now I mean, where we see this in in the school, where we see in, in many places, mm, the fact that how the devil tends to hijack things. Well, if we look at it a little bit differently, which is when um, the church brought um, the, this tritium to where it presently mm -hmm. sits, it did so uh, to address an issue, which was that the Celtic peoples um, existed throughout Northern Europe all over Northern Europe, as far as Poland, all the way over. And they had a very great sensitivity towards the spirits of the dead. Um, according to their mythos, they have stories about the fairy, peop the fairy mm -hmm. peoples, the, um, the, pe the people who are gone, all of that, the great sensitivity. So the church, in its solicitude, moved a feast day, which was, I believe, in May. 13. May 13, mm -hmm. to this spot. May 13th. To solve this problem, it, to solve a real problem. It right? was Pope Gregory III who moved the feast from May 13th to uh, the uh, uh, 31st of uh, October. Let's say. Right. But it was to solve, a, to help in the evangelization. These people were already converted, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking around um, 800, right? Yeah. So these people were already converted. They were already in that process was far advanced. But to help them with this problem, this idea of helping those who had died and addressing that issue. So you may say, this is like the revenge of the devil, right? He lost something mm -hmm. when that happened, when, he, when that area was baptized. Exactly. Now he's going back and he's desecrating a site that had been baptized. Precisely. And also another point I think really fascinating is that we live in a society which more and more is not religious, not anything, just atheist, um, a-spiritual, a-everything. But on this day in the year, people believe in possessions, they believe in demons, they believe in angels, they believe in... Supernatural, everything. supernatural, oh, supernatural everything. Yeah, everything. There's, there's life after death. There's well, uh, the spirit continues, the works. soul. No? But for this little peace... The devil exists, we by the way. We yeah. all of it, and we're very scared of those things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting if we were, if we're, as we go through this podcast, we talk about this, but we, we ad adjust things just so slightly that we go, okay, we understand that where the society, where the devil's pushing things is objectively evil. But is it not one of those situations that the devil himself has bitten his own tail. Of course. Because by allowing people, opening up and allowing people back in to the spiritual realm, God's grace has an opportunity of work. And it's also a, a, a belief on the resurrection because the dead are alive again. So you see skeletons going around, it means that, that the dead are alive, and it's true. It's not a zero sum. It's not no. jumping into the abyss or into the great void, and there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. There is definitely something there. Of course, there is a life after death. And there is a communion with the dead, right? Exactly. Jack-o'-lantern in, um, in Celtic mythology was a way of guiding the souls back to where they should go. Exactly. So... I think you know I'm we're, I'm not I'm not advocating in favor of, but I think that we can take certain elements and have a good conversation with someone, maybe our young people, to bring them back to where they should be. Right? The church should not be scared of these things. Mm -hmm. um, when Saint Patrick confronted the Druids, he destroyed them with the simple sign of the cross. He exercised the whole island, right? There's no fear involved here. But it can be, this can be a very good path for us to get people back on where they should be. And this is very, it's a very narrow uh, vision to just emphasize on the occult, on, on, on the devil. I mean, this, this, is, this is something that is completely of course, deformed. Yeah. And it's a pity that many, many parents, right, instead of guiding their children, they actually forget that and just go with the flow. Uh, well, that's not what a parent should be doing. Some some people also have an issue, which is that they're poorly catechized. They don't know. Um, 
I, I've heard people, I've actually seen it in churches, where they, they give the image that our Lord Jesus Christ and Satan are kind of equals, right? They're kind of, they're kind yes. of equals. They're, yeah, kind of equal. And it just, it's two sides of a circle. There's a good side and a bad side. The good side's God, bad mm-hmm. side Satan. So they're equal, equal. And that is so wrong, so, so incredibly wrong, because evil is an absence of good. It's not a competitor to good. And if God were to cease to think about Lucifer, Lucifer would cease to exist. Precisely. So his, his very existence relies on God keeping him in existence. So it's, it's something that's very important when we look at these things, these fearful elements of the occult. And it, against God, they have no power. The devil is a destructor. The devil didn't create anything. The whole world has been created by God himself. He's the, the one who is in control of everything. Now, the devil wants to um, destroy this idea in our minds, and he wants to put himself in the place of God, hmm? that he is the all-powerful. Hmm? But that's possible through humans badly using free will that God gave us. God gave us the ability, and by us acting badly, by us pushing God out, by a refusal of the will of God, what have you, we allow a defect to enter, the deficit, which is evil, which is Satan. So it's not like it's some even Stephen type situation. It's we've got holes. We've exactly. got we got deficits, and these deficits are evil. That's the definition of evil. Evil is a deficit. So how do we uh, guide our audience or give ideas to our audience who have families and everything else because we cannot be also culturally isolated, right? We cannot just live in a ghetto, no, in which, oh, everybody's celebrating and we, no, we are the Catholics. We are the, no, no, no. And this is not the way the church you know, teaches us how to be. But at the same time, to bring uh, spirituality into this feast that naturally is Catholic, we need to do it in a certain manner. Well, the Christians are the ones who have the real reason to celebrate something after death, <laughs> because we believe in heaven, and we, we know that there is a God, and we know that God will reward whatever we did good, and that, um, that uh, he will chastise whatever people have done in life that is bad. So those who are doing evil things, and who um, play with the devil and who uh, uh, who live in in, in vice, etc. They have nothing to celebrate. You know, <laughs> they, they they should be you know worried and they should be sad and they should be <laughs> concerned that well, what is going to happen to me after death? So the devil is very smart to uh, make him make that person understand that no, don't worry, no, everything is going to be fine, and uh, maybe there's nothing after death, etc., when the devil knows that there is a, uh, something after death, because he's there. Mm? But he wants to, um, to make people uh, think, well, okay, no, the spirit is something for children, but in reality, it doesn't exist. So we were just saying recently, you know, on, uh, on the, on when people celebrate whatever type of celebration is being done to the good um, Halloween and the bad Halloween. The, um, uh, in that moment, everyone believes in spirits. Everybody believes in life after death. Uh, everybody believes that there is a spirit that is a reward. That is supernatural. That means something that is bef- uh, above the nature, above what is natural. So everybody believes, and the rest of the year, they put the face that, oh, okay, no, that, this doesn't exist. No, we have to be practical, and only the life on earth is what we are concerned, and there's nothing after this. We shouldn't be concerned about God or about the devil. We, we become very materialistic. You know, uh, that, that element became an issue towards the 17th century, and that's when the Puritans came in, the Puritans. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up with a, a percentage of the community, which would be pure and imperfect in all ways. And the ones who couldn't achieve that level of perfection, kind of a, I can't be that. So they became basically worker bees. Um, they were going to gain their salvation through works. And, and it was a denial of the religious, a denial of the spiritual. And they looked at the spiritual. This is interesting. We don't see this anymore because it's a, 300 years ago, 400 years ago, is that they, the idea of the spiritual was a Catholic thing, was a Papist thing. So 
what happens at this point is that the reality of the spiritual still exists. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can deny it, you can blame it on someone else. You can, but what happens is, is that we end up with the witch trials. The witch trials happen normally in the most Protestant areas of Europe and the new, new World. They were not a big thing in the Catholic areas. Contrary to the mm -hmm. black legend, the black that, legend, yeah. the black legend story is 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 from a bad source, uh, a priest who had been defrocked for various crimes, and he has not a leg to stand on. Right, that's a whole that's a whole other podcast, the black legend. But it'd be nice. Uh, but the so we had in the seventeenth century, we end up having the Salem uh, witch trials in New England. We end up having them in Wales and in Scotland. And uh, James the first has his demonology book that he cuts out, and it's all of this. It's all this very Protestant element because they've divorced themselves from the church, and they divorce themselves from true spirituality and from beauty too. Because when you look at the Puritans in the pictures oh, yes. and so on, they are wearing black, they are yeah, wearing gray, exactly. they are wearing dark browns. And it's basically the total denial that beauty is something that should exist and should help yeah, our We're going back to the Druids, huh? <laughs> because they, yeah. they also wanted you know, to, oh. to be dressed in black. And, uh, but they also denied that we have bodies and souls. Mm -hmm. One of the yeah. big condemnations of, of the Puritans was that the Papists were going to hell because all they believed in were were feasts feasts and happy like, enjoy and music and and you look at it like really okay so the catholics are they love are, <laughs> the, are, are the fun loving people who like to have celebrations who celebrated christmas who celebrated birthdays who celebrated feast days that was all evil it was all outlawed during the 1640s uh civil war um so much so that the a lot of our christmas carols that we have today are are COVID ways of, of, of having the children remember the truth of the faith through Christmas carols as a way of having them remember these things. So wh why is it such a big thing? Because by pushing away the true belief of understanding of the, spirit, of the spiritual realm, we end up with a false one. We end up becoming very scared of it. Exactly, exactly. So we're, we're looking everywhere, become paranoid, and when they start burning women who were merely, you know, Wise women who knew how to use herbs to help heal people, you know, scurvy, you know, give them, give them some pine bark and that gives them vitamin C and they can help them out. But they were very paranoid. They thought the, the demon, somehow this demon that they couldn't understand because they had no spirituality. Was so much so that until nowadays we use that, that phrase, you know, the witch hunt, uh. because they know when you want to demonize someone or you want to get, take it after someone, you say, oh, it's a witch hunt. <laughs> but, but there was no reason. Uh, no reason. The Salem uh, witch trials, uh, there may have been one or two people who might have been somehow tied up in that type of thing, but the great majority were just illiterate women who just got tied into the, the hysteria. Mm -hmm. But again, it was, a, and also a lot of it was a fear of being Catholic, because the Catholics were e really evil, of course. There is something I would like to point the audience to, which is our program number one, <laughs> in, Santa, in Salve Maria, the, the podcast, because that deals extensively with all the ancient um, relations with the Druids and, mm -hmm. and, and with the Celtic, you know, and so on. But the, the finality of the program today, I think, is to point people towards solutions. And um, for instance, we could start here, you know, in, in, a, in a topic, which is, and Father, I think you, know, you can guide us on this one, which is beauty, you know, because, uh, of course, the devil wants ugliness, uh, and that's why we have, you know, so, so many sinister characters popping up during Halloween. But uh, talking about beauty, we have biblical characters, we have heroes, we have saints, we have prophets, we have all kinds of treasures that we easily can celebrate mm -hmm. as beauty. Absolutely, because the knowledge of the notion of beauty is in the soul of everyone. Everyone has an idea uh, from birth of what is nice and what is ugly. And uh, the... Um, Th that uh, idea develops as the person grows and the greater the beauty is, the higher it is. So we will find beauty on the created world, on the material world, but then our soul needs something higher, which is not created anymore, which is not visible anymore, it is a spirit. 
So the highest uh, beauty, the, the soul will find it actually in the angels or in the souls, in something that is higher, above everything that is uh, material and created. And the devil, he wants to first uh, take away that uh, notion of beauty and change it for the notion of ugly. First of all, the notion that you can find only beauty on, on earth, and then, no, uh, the devil will go one step forward and, and uh, will show the person bad spirits, but, uh, the devils, therefore, and they, um, it will uh, deform the soul to be attracted. Instead of being attracted by angels, the person will be have an attraction for devils. And this is how, you know, all the bad Halloween um, works on this. But isn't it that we're forgetting the real role models? Because uh, when we have to, even ourselves, aim at sanctity and, and virtue and everything else, no? Uh, don't we need real role models exactly. that are going to guide us, are going to be exemplary, not only in childhood, but Everyone needs someone to follow, right? I mean, we all, we all, we all, we all need that because God put that that instinct on us, right? Exactly. That's that's why we have models that are visible, humans, and we have models that are invisible to our eyes that are angels, and then we have the super model who is God Himself, which we cannot see with our eyes, but yes, with our soul who is the fullness of beauty, the eternal beauty, and we're nowhere else we can find this beauty unless in Him. One thing to look also at is that the Church isn't just present amongst its baptized members on earth, right? Of course, that's the Church pilgrim or, yeah. or militant. But we also have the Church present suffering, looking for prayers, looking to prepare themselves for heaven in purgatory, and we have the glorious church, the triumphant church in heaven. And that's something we forget, right? That the church has three levels. And that's active continually. And the prayers are constantly ascending and descending inside of the church. But also keep in mind, there is no church in hell. Exactly. exactly. Right? Those who have been condemned to hell are not members of the church. So it isn't like, oh, no, they're still part. No, no, they've lost their membership. They're gone. Exactly. And, and it's in this sense that at least if you're not in spirit in the church, you cannot go to heaven yeah. because heaven is the place of the church. So if you don't, you don't have the spirit, because the church is the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you don't have the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, you cannot go to heaven. And where, where can you go? The only place is, you know, is hell. I, I hear a lot of people talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I find it kind of fascinating, because if we are part of the mystical body of Christ, if we're baptized, if we're, if we're actively in the church, if we're in the state of grace, the very soul of the mystical body of Christ is the Holy Spirit. So once we are fully in the church, mm -hmm. then we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Precisely. There's no way to have a separation of that. Or if we're, we can't, it doesn't make sense. It's, it, that part there, for me, baffles me. I'm like, ah, well, you're not, you don't have the Holy Spirit, uh, and you are, I'm, I'm not understanding. <laughs> that's, that's difficult. <laughs> that's cryptic. But actually, so we're talking about beauty, no? Uh, and Brother Justin and Father, you're bringing also, in the end, is the topic of spiritual warfare. Right? Exactly. Because we are called to distinguish good and evil, uh, right and wrong, uh, ugly and beautiful. And, beauty, of course. No? and so that, that part of the spiritual warfare is probably a, a hint uh, and a clue for, for, for us as Catholics um, in order to Christianize or re-focus. Re, re uh, the, good, the good Halloween, it is precisely to, uh, to, to, to venerate, to admire the good beauty and not the bad beauty. Also looking for role models, in the Old Testament, we find that in the book of Sirach and many of the other uh, Old Testament books, is that they recall to the Jewish people the heroes of past, mm -hmm. the heroes of the faith of the past. Uh, in the New Testament, St. James does it again. He calls back to mind the great heroes of faith. We should do the same thing. With the young ones, exactly. recall the great heroes of the faith who are these great heroes friends of god those are saints right 
Angels, of course, are messengers of God. They're a different creation completely than humans. Humans are made in the image and likeness of God. But we are called to follow those great heroes. But how can we follow if we do not know? Of course, someone, someone would say, okay, but you know what? I mean, according to the fashion, um, it wouldn't be, you know, cool to show up, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a saint's uh, garment, right? Where everybody's just using all these, you know, things that are, Ghoulish that are you know, things, kind of, yeah. yeah. But, but it's the totally the opposite. And here is where comes the spiritual warfare, mm. you know, because we are supposed to be a church that by definition is a militant church here on earth, right? And then as a result, what happens? Well, we need to show that contrast between the way the world thinks and the way we Catholics should think. And I, I don't know if it happens to you, but it happens to me, we go to, you know, on, on that day, there is also, I mean, when, the, when it falls during the week, we all go out, we go to buy some things. And the hell's habit, yeah, it's quite, if there is something that the hell's habit is not, is something you can hide. Oh. And sometimes yeah. on Halloween day, right, oh, where yes. everybody, we also go, you know, to buy things, uh, to go to the market, to get this and that. The amount of people that look at you and actually you know and <laughs> say, Wow, that's cool. Wow, look at that. You're a knight. Oh, you know, this is like like you chose the best exactly, garment you exactly. could. But in the end when you when you talk to them and say, No, no, I'm a Catholic monk, this is for real. Really? Yeah. So so you see, I mean there is possibilities, there are infinite possibilities of showing the good and if you do it well, yeah. it's going to be uh, completely understood as something that no no this is a real deal. And Years ago, in in the sorry in the in the in the bad uh, Halloween, you know uh, that takes its origin from the Druids, etc. They will dress like devils. Oh, yes. They will dress in black, like with black skeletons, etc. So they will they will try to imitate and invoke the bad spirits to help them in their lives, which is completely wrong. The good Halloween is the one in which we, we are invoking the saints in order to help us in the good direction. Yeah, I think it was about 15 years ago or so, maybe a little longer. Uh, myself and uh, Father Ryan Murphy, we were doing mission work down east in, in Cape Breton, Cape Breton in Nova Scotia. And we were uh, visiting uh, the university campus of St. FX or St. Francis Xavier. And we had been at a youth group of students, and um, we had been there, and we had been invited to come back the next week to speak again. And we were in our habits um, on the campus around the time of, the, of Halloween. And one of the advertising that came out for the next week's talk was, did you see the Jedis that were walking around campus <laughs> last week? Actually, they're Catholic monks. Come and ask them all your questions. <laughs> Needless to say, our second set was, was quite full. We had lots of people uh, coming to ask us, but it was very much the same thing. People were saying, like, we were sure it was some type of Halloween-type thing, and we're like, no, it was real. And it was fascinating because a lot of people came just to ask a few questions. And we tried the same thing at St. Mary's University in Halifax. Not as great a success, but it was still pretty good. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about the awareness then of spiritual warfare, how important it is. And then there's another topic probably, and, and this is more maybe for the family life, no? that we can use this festivity in order to intensify prayer life. So, Father, this is something that, uh, how do we, what are the, the different things that we could do in this line? I think we need to turn to the life of the saints. Wonderful. And we, um, we need to, uh, for example, to, to, ex to tell in, in a simple uh, way the life of a saint to a certain uh, child. And then he will dress according to, to, this, um, to, to, the, to this, uh, this saint and he will kind of imitate or do something, etc., put a little show about him being the saint and he is you know he's uh, saint francis of assisi or he's don bosco or he's uh, 
Clara of, of Assis, etc. And et you see a tremendous difference, no? Because children who are exposed to this, uh, like in school, you know, good schools, and also in good families, no? What, what happens when you go to them and you say, uh, what's your favorite saint? Who is your favorite saint? They immediately go, oh, mine, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, because they know. And exactly. children who, unfortunately, do not receive this, this kind of formation, when you impromptu go and say, so who's your favorite saint? They don't have a clue. They don't know what They never is. thought about this. They don't know. Because no, nobody mentioned this to them. No. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but yeah. it's very true. Or maybe nobody told them lives of saints. Huh? Nobody told them the life of people that that uh, that they have to to take them as uh, as role models to guide them in their lives. My experience with children is that children love stories. Mm -hmm. They love stories. They they are enchanted by stories. You just have to tell the story and help them with it, and of course they will do all the work from that point on. Because our lives is a story, and you are supposed to write your story and you want to know other stories in order to help you to live your own story which is your life well in the english word of history actually comes from his story his story <laughs> wonderful that's nice eh? How the exactly always bring us there so halloween well dealt with is a wonderful opportunity to help the, each one of us to help all the children to be able to write their own story yeah their, their story in line with what God has called them towards. Mm -hmm. And that's the really important part here because there's a lot of pitfalls, there's a lot of temptations, there's a lot of problems. But if we can guide them and they can find a good mentor, a heavenly mentor, you know, they'll be able to get around those, those pitfalls. And so, maybe we can say, speaking in human terms, but when God creates a soul and God, you know, makes that somebody... Uh, comes into existence, he already has the story of this person. He already, God had already um, uh, imagined how the story of this person should be. And then this person has to be guided by his guardian angel and by, by the other saints, etc. And by the, the doctrine of the, ch the church and, and the, uh, the scriptures, he has to write his own story according to what God had already chosen for him, which is the best. What a topic for Halloween, <laughs> because I mean, this is exactly, exactly where we should, should be going exactly. in the right direction. But Father, before we continue, let's go to a break and then we come back with something very important, which is uh, the tremendous opportunity Halloween gives us to talk about mortality Wonderful. and what a very, what a nice, important topic to bring us to everything that God, as you said, no, uh, wants from for for us from the whole eternity. Uh, short pause, and we are back soon. Salve Maria. I'm Father Ryan Murphy of the Heralds of the Gospel, and I'm delighted to extend an invitation to each and every one of you. In the midst of our busy lives, it's crucial to take a moment of reflection, of solace, and of prayer. That's why I would like to personally invite you to join us every day at 3 p.m. for a special and powerful devotion, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. The Divine Mercy Chaplet is a beautiful prayer that embodies the boundless compassion of our Lord. It's a time to come together as a community, regardless of where we are, and lift up our intentions, our hopes, and even our burdens to the heart of Jesus. Imagine all around the world, countless voices uniting in prayer at this very hour. It's a moment of connection, of spiritual unity, and of seeking God's mercy in a troubled world. So mark your calendars, set your alarms, and make a commitment to join us each day at 3 p.m. Tune in and experience the transformative power of the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Let this be a sanctuary of peace amidst the noise of life. And thank you for being a part of our Heralds Canada YouTube channel. Together, let's embark on this journey of faith, hope, and mercy. I'm looking forward to praying with you every day at 3 p.m. May God's love and mercy shine upon you always. And until we meet again, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
So welcome back to the second part on our program about Halloween. And we were talking um, in the previous segment about the necessity of bringing back the spirit of the Catholic true spirit of, of, uh, of, the, of the real Halloween that brings us towards eternity. And so the topic is mortality. And we can use Halloween to bring us to a meditation about our mortality, about the future of the soul, uh, the alternatives, no, uh, heaven, hell, and, and, and beyond. So, Father, how do we help? I'm amazed because, you know, as we just said in the, in the first part of the program, that actually the devil has hijacked Halloween and, and took it in the back direction. But still, he was, wasn't able to take many aspects that uh, help us to, to think about the good things. So when the, the church is going to be able to retake uh, Halloween, as it should be, the eve of all the saints that we're going to celebrate, and then on the 1st of November we're going to celebrate all the saints that are in, in heaven, canonized or not canonized, the, this feast is going to come back with a beauty that has never had before. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a completely different Halloween of what we know today. And it's going to be a fantastic Halloween in which everyone will be dressed as saints and walking on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine what it is, you know. It's something absolutely fantastic that you, you, people will go out on the street and, and, and they will just see saints all over the place. But at the same time, Father, no? how can we also help people? Because, I mean, uh, think about the four last things, and you shall not, you will not sin exactly. eternally. That, that's something that is in the Holy Scripture. So how formative this is also, right, in the, the, no, in the light of the saints, and in the light of, you know, showing little children and even adults, right? Uh, listen, don't forget, there is a life beyond, right, that, that is important, that is irrelevant, and our mortality is also something that will help us in all aspects of our spirituality. Enormously, very, very important uh, to, to think about death is uh, the best way to prepare yourself, you know, for something that you know is going to happen and, it's, and it is the door for a new life. So it's the best preparation for the new life. And in this sense, Halloween is extremely related to this because uh, uh, Halloween is the celebration of those who already went through that door. So what happened? Well, w some <laughs> did well, some did bad, and some did more or less. You know, <laughs> so we um, we have to prepare ourselves, and we have to ask those who did well to help us to do well in our own way, because uh, every saint is different from the other. You're, you're not going to be uh, the repetition of a saint that has already existed. Each one is called to be a new saint a new version of our Lord Jesus Christ, totally unique, impossible to compare to anything that happened before, with a beauty that, uh, that's something, something new. So thinking about that and um, this feast of, um, of all saints and all souls, it's a wonderful opportunity to help uh, children to understand that one day they're going to die and we have to prepare ourselves for this. I think also there's something interesting, which is that um, you had mentioned before that the devil, he hijacked. And what he did was that he under he, he turned down what hell was going to be like and also turned down what heaven's going to be like. So exactly. it got it towards the center. So you have all this ghoulish horror that is being presented in Halloween, which is just the preamble of hell. The worst horror film that you watch is the preamble of what hell is re in reality. Mm -hmm. So no matter how hideous it is, it's only it's only the beginning. It is nowhere close to what it is. If you look at the Divine Comedy of Dante, he has a very good explanation about hell, and that's something that is it does a oh, lot excellent. of good. Mm -hmm. um, and then what also it, what also is done in our common culture is that it's destroyed the image of heaven. Heaven is a boring place where nothing interesting happens, um, no one's there, everyone is boring, filled with boring people, boring things, there's no interest. So reality is, is that by making fun of it and that, mocking it in that manner, uh, it doesn't exist. But I think that we can actually take some advantage from the images that you get in Halloween of the hideous, of the ghoulish, of the ugly, of the hideous, 
to allow ourselves to say, is this what you want? I'm telling you, this is 5% of what, it's what it is going to be. Is this what you want? Because this is where you're going with your lifestyle. And this is exactly what we call, talk about uh, cultural revolution in which somehow, mm -hmm. and this is actually lately have been many exorcists, you know, online talking about this, right? That one of the main things that they will want is to um, transmit or, or, or get in consonance mm -hmm. with us. And so that we share, partake in his mentality. And they say that one of the worst possessions is when the person simply does not want to leave the company of the devil, yes. because he has acquired the same mentality as the devil has. And, and this is, you know, through the ugliness, this is the attempt, you know, uh, that, that is being done, no? It's a type of sympathy for the devil. They feel sorry no. for the devil. He's our, been done wrong by our, our, our modern culture is, uh, is constantly trying to um, make people to love what is horrible. And develop a mentality that goes along with horrible things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's come one in, become one in the same with exactly, and 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 think that uh, horrible things is the is the natural things and is the best things is the most you know uh, uh, things that God you, is you have unjust. To it, it, that's that's a big one, which is that he's unjust. How does he have the right to do X Y Z? Right, it's not right. It's not mm -hmm. just. No, but one of the main topics is the fact that. The, the, the Halloween being presented to us is exactly willing to, or no, let's put it this way, is it, it, trying to make us accept as normal horrible things. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So that we lose the, the, the rejection of horrible things. Most of the toys today for children, they're, they're monsters. They're, they're yes, uh, absolutely horror things that... that uh, uh, demons and bad spirit people etc that, that they, they do evil and uh, they tend to um to make that the, the the child will get used to these things and think well this is normal this is uh everybody like this so the, i want to be like this also the good guy and the bad guy are the same are the same uh, uh, two monsters yeah as sinister as one another. i was actually looking at something on that line and they were they were saying they were comparing um the comic book characters of let's say the 50s and 60s, with the, pres the same characters brought forward mm -hmm. today. And one of the points that was fascinating was, if you look at Superman, he was the good boy. He was good. He was good in, exactly. he was the American way of life. He was, you know, safe, blue eyes, Safe people, safe in danger. People, everything. <laughs> the modern version is he's, he, he's, he's morally gray. Yeah. He, uh, Batman. He has Bat two horns and ba well, that's Batman. Ba Batman. Batman. Batman was this this vigilante who was looking to do good, to help those who couldn't help themselves. And today we end up with again this one that you wonder: Is he good or is he bad? If you lost the track in the story, you, yeah, you, you wouldn't. Don't know. You, no, you, don't, you don't know which side of the you road he's on. And then that goes with all of them. He destroys, he kills, he, uh, you know, that's all well, kinds of things. Maybe he won't kill, but he'll definitely put you in the hospital for yeah. a very long time. Mm -hmm. And but who gave him the power to do that? Right? Moral law. We know by moral law, you there has to be a, a system. There has to be order. There has to be a certain God-deigned element. And this guy is his own God. Mm-hmm. So in the end, we, we are also now talking about a, a, a deep topic here in, in Halloween, which is fear. Mm -hmm. oh, it encourages fear and violence. Precisely. But I think the violence is a key to it, because the evil is violent, bloody, and unrequired. It just, there is no reason behind it. it no. just, it's violence for violence sake. And the more okay. violent it is, the more bloody and the more no. gruesome, mm -hmm. the more ghoulish, the better it is. Exactly. Exactly, and you have uh, violence till you are tired of violence, and and you fall asleep. And, and <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you can't take it anymore. <laughs> but Halloween, then, no, we're seeing it as as, as as something very interesting, which is is a clash between values and counter values, and our responsibility as Catholics and as as as, as leaders in society, you know, because Catholics are all called to be leaders, is exactly of course that no. To, to accentuate the clash, actually, and show the difference in both things. The church is suppo supposed to be a, 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 a fabric uh, of, uh, of, of role models. 
the church is supposed to be a, a factory. <laughs> the church is supposed to be a factory of role models. Hmm? It's still on earth, hmm? and of course, you know, for for the uh, for the eternal life, but but still on earth. No? But you, that's where the problem is: is that when that lie that we mentioned that heaven is empty. No, heaven is full. Yeah, of course. And each person's called to be a reflection of God and in, in, made in His image. So we reflect one facet of God that's different than any other facet that God has. Mm -hmm. So heaven is ultimately interesting because you meet people. There's and they're people. They're not just blobs or or little babies floating around or whatever weird image that you've ever seen, but each one of them has an intellect which is distinct. Wonderful, yeah. So as Catholics, this is what we're supposed to be doing, no? Spiritualize these things, bring our roots back to where they should be, um, debunk everything that is fear, horror, violence. And also there's one part too about it, which is going to hit us later during Christmas, commercialization. Oh, yes. uh, because exactly. if we are really Catholic and if we really want uh, to be pilgrims here on earth and not settlers, commercialized things shouldn't go with us, right? You know, if you go back to 1950, so post-war, um, the two most commercialized holidays in the calendar, three, were Easter, mm -hmm. Christmas, of course, of course, and Thanksgiving in the United States. Yeah. So those three were the big ones. Today, it's Halloween, then Christmas. Easter's not even a question. Easter's a joke. Exactly. So that tells you how far society has drifted. Tremendous. Eh? I mean, we, I don't think anyone has to be told that, but it just, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on the economy of things, that's how far it's drifted. Easter doesn't count. It's not important. It's out of the question. But Which is the highest feast of all, no, actually. Easter is the center of, uh, of the Christian life. More than Christmas. Much exactly. more than Christmas. So here we go then. No, we're talking about commercialization, horrid things, fear. Uh, and in the end of the story, if we manage to bring things back to where they should be, we should be able to introduce prayer life. Because if we talk about mortality, if we talk about um, real role models, obviously all of that is connected with prayer. Of course. And so there are all the elements, eh, Father, to, 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 to bring all of this back to where it should be, providing that we want. No? Wonderful, because prayer is actually a conversation. So prayer is not just uh, only just repeating the same prayers every day, etc. This is part of it also, of course. But uh, prayer is essentially a conversation of human beings with something superior to them. Therefore, angels. Therefore, saints people who are in heaven, St. Joseph, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and our Lord Jesus Christ. So can we say that the worst evil that Halloween brings is this kind of consonance with the devil? Because mm, exactly. uh, the more we embrace this consonance, the less we want spiritual things. The more we true embrace... Spi true things. spiritual things. True spiritual things. Because it, it, the world likes to make it a dichotomy, but the very commerce with the devil mm -hmm. is spiritual. Of course. Right? It, it's a prayer, but 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 yeah. the wrong person. Wrong person. Mm. Because because by making a dichotomy, you end up saying no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You kind of what, you say all oh, the spirituals towards this that doesn't exist. That's all. But this is interesting. You're like no, no, no. This is all one world that you're in. This is a reality. Mm -hmm. Right. I remember hearing an exorcist speaking. He was like, when someone becomes super interested in the horror films in the in the Ouija boards in the superstitions it's like you getting a flare gun and firing a flare into the spiritual world saying i'm interested <laughs> i'm here come, come on here <laughs> my doors are open come yeah. on down yes. he says well, guess what <laughs> the angels are not looking to take they're there to influence yeah but the devils who are despoiled uh, governors, they no longer have things to, they're looking for things to take. Exactly. And you just opened the doors up and invited them in. Precisely. And they're not good. They won't ask twice. And there are many cases of people who were participating in Halloween, in the bad Halloween of today, mm -hmm. and they, they became possessed. Oh, yes. No, so it shows, you know, what are the consequences of, of uh, the bad Halloween of today. Yeah, even the things that are quote unquote jokes, toys, yeah. Ouija board, you can buy at Toys R Us. Mm -hmm. 
It's made by Hasbro. Okay. Right there. And that's a toy. Um, and you can hear you can you can hear accounts from Exorcist that that is one of the more serious ways vehicles nexus points between um, their soul and the unknown in a sense the the demonic. If you play with fire and you get burned, huh? therefore you you play with the devil, you're going to be possessed. I mean, it's but Father, can we say this too that as decades pass, the a number the number of unaware people who do this are less and less yes, no? No. and it's like it's becoming uh, a clear choice for many people that no no i want this because i really enjoy Thanks the God presence of evil in the last year there has been a big effort even through the internet no, to explain these things and people to open their eyes and understand what is halloween not be just like a like a an idiot an idiot uh, hmm. being taken just you know by the away, devil carried away like a, carried like away a, and you don't know what, where, where, where where you're going no? No, it's terrible. so thanks god that there are very good and many catholics who have uh, you know um explain things uh, and help people to to understand mm -hmm. the podcast here is a conversation and and, and, and mm -hmm. we know with the audience they, they enjoy this kind of conversation and and also it's an open conversation right so you can leave your comments there but at the same time in this conversation we can uh, also um, go to that idea that catholics no we cannot be passive uh, mm -hmm. catholics no. we need to be active and we need to if we don't use our rights we lose our rights. Of course, of course. Jesus, he came to instaurare omnia in, in Christo. It means he came to, to the um, accomplishment of a kingdom, to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And this has to happen because he didn't come to the world for something that will never happen. He is victorious by, by nature. So this kingdom... Uh, of the the beauty that we were talking about of the of the angels and the communication and the prayer with the supernatural good has to come and we know that the queen of this um, of of this world is the blessed virgin mary the devil has no right to have any kingship anywhere unless in hell maybe i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> but he's there because god gave it to him god yeah. sent him there so he doesn't have rights to it either. Uh, any right. Mm. He's just obeying, actually, God. Uh, He's the absence of everything that is good. So yeah. it's by default. It, it, it go back to the deficit problem, right? He's a deficit. And he gives glory to God without willing, but he gives gl yes. glory to God because he shows what happens when you are bad. <laughs> this is the consequence. <laughs> what I find fascinating is that, let's say hell was at 100 when all the, dev all the devils and demons went there. But after they tempted, let's say, a person like Cain, mm -hmm. and then they, uh, Tubal Cain, and then, I don't know, Lamech, and all these, the bad, all ones, the, like, like, the bad ones, hell became percentages worse with each soul that went. But the hatred that fuels hell is such that they still tempt people to go to hell, even though hell becomes worse. Worse and worse. With every soul that goes. It, it, it defies exactly. logic. You'd imagine if you, okay, look, we're in a bad situation, guys. Look, if we bring someone else here, it just gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> but they so do it. Close up shop and mm -hmm. just suffer because this is what, no. They keep loading it full and it gets worse with each soul that comes. And with each Halloween that is celebrated in the wrong manner. Yes. One day we need to bring the, that letter from, from beyond, huh? of that uh, mm -hmm. German uh, lady called... Um, Called uh, Annette uh, to Clara. Uh, that was pretty. There were there were two um, two friends that they they met at uh, work when they were young, etc. And um, then one dies and and she goes to hell and sends a letter to the other one telling her what happened to her. It's fascinating. No, it's it's an incredible. It's amazing. But you see, at the time they didn't celebrate uh, celebrate uh, Halloween as, as as people no. do nowadays. But still, no, she goes step by step on how her decadence, her spiritual decadence, went on, and finally. But the worst thing about it is that if when we read that story of this of Letter of Beyond, and you compare it to the average person who lives in our world today. She was much better. She huh? was an excellent person. Yeah, except for today. I might say right. good, excellent person. Absolutely. She, what? She didn't steal. She didn't kill. Mm -hmm. She didn't, you know, she good person. 
by 2023 standards, <laughs> she says somebody and if you go through, as you go through the letter, it, it makes it clear that she was not a good person. No. Uh, the points which I denied God's grace again and again and again. How many of us have the same problem that we've denied God's grace different situations again and again and again? And there comes the problem, is that we live in a society which denied the supernatural for so long. But the problem for the human person is that we're deeply theological. No matter how much we deny the existence of the preternatural, of the supernatural, the preternatural, we always hook back because mm -hmm. we know it exists. Exactly. exactly. We know it exists. And, and unfortunately, if we don't find it in the right places, we'll make it up in the wrong places. The encyclopedias who were so intelligent that they didn't believe in the supernatural, their descendants end up becoming the theosophs and the, um, the spiritists and the seance seance peoples of the late eight, uh, Edwardian and Regency period. Mm -hmm. It's the human soul. The human soul knows that there's something beyond. Of course. You can, you can try denying it, but it does. And that's why the whole question of Halloween is so important because no matter how much you speak about not, ex I don't believe any of this, I da 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 the reality is, is that your soul knows it exists. Precisely. And I think your soul is scared to death of this reality because you're doing nothing to prepare yourself. And when a, an opportunity comes for everyone to manifest something about what he believes on the supernatural, everybody, you know, dresses in a certain way. <laughs> or saints or devils. <laughs> Unfortunately, today, much more devils. Yeah, exactly. So, Father, can we wrap up then? We were talking about prayer earlier, no? And I think uh, if we are going to somehow bring our Halloween to where it should be, <laughs> prayer should be in the center. Uh, and how that's, that's important. So maybe we could pray with the audience, asking for strength, asking for clarity, for focus, for a real idea. Well, the Vespers, you know, the Vespers of, of, the, of all saints, which were uh, said on the 31st of October, which is the beginning of this tridium uh, in which we are going to venerate the, the dead, the good ones and those who need our help are still in purgatory. The, it was prayer, it, and, and it's a beautiful Vespers in which um, the Church turns its attention for those who, who, are, uh, who passed away and they need our, our prayer or they need our veneration. And it's a wonderful thing that uh, we should bring back. Unfortunately, you know, uh, the problem is that uh, these things, they have to be done in common, they have to be done in, in great numbers, they have to be done, you know, by, by the whole society in itself. It's very difficult when someone alone, isolated, wants to celebrate the real, the real Halloween, <laughs> surrounded by devils. No, it's very difficult. You know, there's <laughs> one more point that is really important for us to remember about the 31st of October, is that in 1517, an Augustinian monk nailed his 95 theses to Wittenberg Cathedral door. Exactly and started one of the greatest disunions of the church. You mentioned how many devils are floating around. How many devils were floating around that day? Exactly. That caused one of the greatest fractures in all of church history. Exactly. He did it on All Saints' Eve because he knew that lots of people are going to go to, to the church on that day. That's why he put them on, on that day. Because the, the faithful were coming to the cathedral church from to, far. To celebrate the saints. So that's what they would see when they arrived. And he exactly. also wrote it not in, um, it was a university. So they would have been writing in Latin, yeah. but he wrote in German. So mm -hmm. that the people understood what the exactly. question was. Exactly. wasn't so much an academic question. No. He had already a bad intention. Huh? He wanted to influence but the uh, the people of the time. Wonderful. So, Father, then... So, yes. So, we need to pray, to pray for a, a big transformation in which uh, people will understand that, yes, there is a supernatural world. Yes, there is something after death. Yes, there is something wonderful. There is beauty, and we need to go in that direction. And so, we are going to already on earth to celebrate the whole beauty that um, God himself has created for us. God created us for a beautiful world and not for an ugly world. And unfortunately, you know, the world today is, is, uh, is very ugly, very, very ugly. So it's diff difficult to celebrate something beautiful in an ugly world. But you have to 
persevere. Each one has to do what he can in his family, in his uh, village, in his city, in his town, in his country. This tridium was called All Hallow Tide. It was it's a tide, the time in which we are going to turn towards those who are in in heaven and those who are in purgatory, and we're going to to pray with them, and are going to be with them, and are going to elevate our soul to them. So um, let's take advantage of this uh, Halloween to um, to ask the Blessed Virgin Mary, who is the the Queen of uh, heaven and earth that she will bring to the world the beauty that is in heaven. And, uh, and with this, we're going to, uh, to give uh, a blessing for all of you, all the families that want to be close to Lord Jesus Christ, to Mary, to the angels in this Halloween. The Lord be with you. And with, with your, your spirit. spirit. And the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen.